Welcome back to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. Phil. Hot Cheetos and Takis. Hot Cheetos and Takis. <laughs> Catch me with my crew eating Hot Cheetos and Takis. We slum it hard so you don't have to. It's pretty good. It's great. Those kids are like not bad at rapping and they're hilarious. Yeah, the kids the kids are giving it 100%. I really and hope they wrote their own verses because it kind of feels like they did. I don't know. I feel like a teacher or something wrote it. The only here's the reason why it feels like they did is because they're not all the same quality. Like some of them are good and some of them are like way less good. <laughs> it's like it's like when you do a group presentation and you can tell like, <laughs> yeah. slides. Yes. Some of them just suck. And the one okay. who's just like reading the slide. So yeah. uh Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess that's uh that's it. That's our presentation. And they have to wait for the person to like click the button to like animate the next part of it before they say it because they have no idea what's coming <laughs> yeah, next. They don't know what's coming. <laughs> um Okay, I know it's been so long since our last podcast. Uh, so long, farewell. But just just to follow up on something that I, I don't want to, I don't want to leave this hanging out there. The mansion, oh. Terry Silver's mansion, mm -hmm. is a famous mansion in real life. I encourage all of you to Google it. Uh -huh. Ennis, the Ennis House. I N N E N N is house um and it is a a mansion in los angeles uh los it's in los Feliz. and there have been many movies and tv shows filmed there oh it was designed by frank lloyd wright yeah it looks yeah okay it's very it honestly looks like the freaking Griffith Observatory. <laughs> like it's yeah, yeah, it kind of does. Hey, it is right next to Griffith Park. Oh, okay. So, so that, Blade Runner, Rush Hour, The Rocketeer. Oh, The Rocketeer. Predator Two. Beverly Hills Cop Two. Oh, dude! If you look at that on Google Earth, it is like ridiculous. It's like a freaking pyramid. Mulholland Drive. Oh, it's in Westworld. Yeah, I was one like. Westworld, the the original movie or the show? No, the series. See that that that's weird. I wonder. Well, did you watch like into season three at all? No, I haven't seen any of the more recent oh, okay. stuff. So season one is like all Westworld. At right. The end of season one, you find out that there's like other worlds too. Right. And so and then, and then season the most two recent is like is like like in the future, blah blah blah. Well, season three With is Jesse like Pinkman. in the. No, season three, I which I didn't finish, but it's like they kind of like come out into the real world, right? And so you're, the, I think the whole is point the is you're not. Well, no, it's like, I mean, yes, for Aaron. us, yes, in the timeline, but but all of the movies take place in the future. <laughs> I mean, all this shows like the first series takes place in the future. 
Ein. <laughs> That's the whole point. Like Westworld doesn't exist in our time. It exists in the future. Touche. But the park is like set in the past. It's in the future. And it actually is multiple timelines. I don't know if you watched it, but multiple <laughs> timelines. Now you're now you're just trying to make Falling me angry. Asleep. Well, it is. It's it's they like trick you into thinking it's two different time two like Aaron. Two I know Aaron timeline, but it's the same character in different timelines. You slowly find out, and one of them is is a McPoyle. Cole, make him stop. <laughs> Remember McPoyles, the McPoyles from Heck Always yeah, Sunny. Dude. Yeah, Liam McPoyle. We'll call her. <laughs> that yeah, seems really I love funny. The, I love the the bloopers of that like. There's there's like blooper reels of just that dude yeah. on Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just it's him always, making making other so people laugh. That it's easy to make everyone break. Yeah. Because he's yeah, the things that he's that the things that he says are so insane. Yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling that, that that guy is kind of like um like Kyle on Workaholics, where he's like plays a really small part, but he's kind of like He's like big he's, in the show. He's Buddies a bigger and deal like involved with the show. Yeah, that's how Cricket is. Cricket is one of the main writers or something, isn't he? Uh, okay. By the, way, but I, by the way, by the way, accept that. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, I, yeah. I don't believe you're you're listening to. Uh, this is important. The workaholics. No, I have not listened podcast. to it at all. But I will say that. <laughs> uh, I will say that one of the more recent episodes, Kyle was talking about how. He used his like they were like talking about, hey, have you used your your clout to like get you any other jobs? Mm. And Kyle said <laughs> he ran into somebody that worked on uh, CSI or one of those yeah. shows. And he's like, please, I just want to be I don't want to be the dead body. I want to be one of the parts that are just I want one yeah, line like carrying carrying boxes yeah. or whatever. I just want one line where I get to say, oh, yeah, I knew that guy. He had a yeah, drug yeah, problem, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, bum, bum. And then they that like takes. So it was last time, uh, last time I saw the victim. It wasn't a victim, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so he he did. I think he said his part got cut from whatever episode it was. Oh, no. But he shows up to film this episode and. He's like completely in character. I think he was riding in the car with whoever the star of the show is. <laughs> and they were like, did you at like, did you talk to him? And he goes, no, dude, I played it straight. Like I was like the low man on the total pole. I just sat there in the car. We drove to the set, you know, blah, blah. And he's like, he's doing his, he's like, you know, thinking about, okay, this is my line and blah, blah. And you know, I need to play it cool. And, uh, and then one of the crew recognized him and was like uh, kyle <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's no, like kyle guy. what are you doing here and he's like shut up, man shut up yeah totally <laughs> blew up the spot yeah that's really funny yeah dude i i am okay. very upset that you're not listening to that podcast i'm sorry i'm sorry well, i'm recording I, this one i actually listened to that one the other night and it was very good i'm sorry to go back to karate kid 3 but one thing <laughs> It was like one of the most shocking parts of it was they casually so so they just they rappel down into this pit that yes like so many ways for them to die and then when they're coming back out 
the one guy says, well, if you don't do this, you don't even want to know what we're going to do to you. Oh, yes. All of us are going to do to her, if you know what I mean. And then the other guy goes, was that the line? He goes, (laughs) yep. He says, you don't even know what I'm going to do to you or what all of us are going to do to her. And the other guy goes, now we're talking. Dude, that is like, why was that ever okay? Rough. Oh, and then also, like, they keep, I didn't even know this was a racial slur, but apparently slope is a racial slur for an Asian person. And they just are, like, throwing it around like it's nothing. Granted, they're bad guys, but. Still. It's, yeah. You know what else is weird? Like, at the end of the movie, Daniel and Mr. Miyagi are just, like, repelling as if, like, that's something that they do. (laughs) Yeah, remember that. Put the tree back. (laughs) Remember that girl that I was friends with, but, like, never was more than friends with, that we repelled with that one time? On like the worst day of my life, and almost ruined mine and your lives. Let's let's go do that. Because now I know how to do that confidently enough. Like I did it once, so now I'm confident enough to lead our expedition team down into this death hole. You know. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to go back to that. Sorry. Daniel, Daniel, where did you get this all? Where did you get all this repelling equipment? Dude, oh, I just rented it. And Jessica from <laughs> Ohio. I stole it from my not girlfriend. <laughs> she gave, yeah, she didn't have enough room in her luggage to take it back to Columbus, Ohio, so she left it. Also, she just like moved to LA for like the summer to like sell pottery. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make to pot. sense. She just wanted to like Honestly, get spiritually Patrick Swayze for you, a minute. Like <laughs> it makes you realize like why some of these directors. Like, the people writing this movie have never had a normal job. So they can't even right. fathom a universe. They can't They can't even, like, you know, build <laughs> a believable universe in which people just have normal jobs. Like, and that's, you know, that's very apparent in the first one when she moves across the country for a waitress job, obviously. But. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's that. Because I think movies like this, I think they've gone through, like, so many different teams of people. Yes. That stuff just gets like completely scrambled. So. And then Design because or whatever. Yeah. And then because the person who doesn't have who's never had a normal job and doesn't have a normal life, they're handed this thing that and it's like, oh, OK, I trust these other people to create a thing that is meaningful yeah. to like life and living. But it, it it's completely right isn't always use consultants. They have like consultants come in. You know, it's like the people on Big Bang Theory. They had a bunch yeah. of consultants who were actual physicists and everything. Actual autistic people? Yeah, exactly. Autists. <laughs> that would actually be really dope if that show had, like, a diagnosed autistic person, like, in have the background. Seen the, like, have you seen the, the controversy around, like, like, Sia made a movie? Have you heard of this? So Sia, the singer, Sia is a, like a pop singer. She sings that chandelier song. She always I'm has familiar. like weird hair in her face. Yeah. So she made like a short film or like a movie about an autistic person. But the person who played the autistic person was not autistic. And apparently there was like very stereotypical representation that was like highly offensive. And there was a pretty big controversy about it. So it was a sick, yeah. simple Jack situation. Simple Jack. Yes. Yep. It was. It was your classic simple Jack. 
or uh, uh, let's name them. Uh, what's the Sean Penn one? Uh, <laughs> I am Sam. I am Sam. I am Sam. Yeah. Uh, regarding Henry. Uh, no, regarding Gump. Henry, he has been. He has like got shot in the head. He got shot in the head. Yes. <clears throat> so the whole point of regarding Henry is regarding Henry is he's a bad guy. He's like he's like he's not like he's a lawyer, but he's like a sleaze ball. Oh, like I'm jump. sorry. I said regarding Henry. I did not mean regarding Henry. Oh, I did not mean you are talking about. Gets, yes, when he gets shot in the head. Yes, some guys robbing a liquor store, shoots him in the head. He has brain damage. He has to learn how to walk, learn how to talk. This was J.J. Abrams' first screenplay, by the way. Regarding Henry? Yes. His last great screenplay. Learn how to walk, learn how to talk, learn how to love. Did you say that? Yes. <laughs> that was the tagline on the poster, actually. He had no arms. He had no legs. <laughs> this is how he led a nation. <laughs> no, I was thinking, oh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? From the office. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That which which incidentally is one of my favorite movies of all time. Leonardo DiCaprio. And then and I'm thinking, I've got Leonardo DiCaprio in my head, and you said, No, he was shot in the head. He's a lawyer. And I was like, oh, wait. What are you talking about? That's what that movie's about. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um okay, what? Betty and June. That's another one. Uh Edward Scissorhands. Forrest Gump, of course. I said that one. Edward Scissorhands is a little bit different because he's not a real human. Mental disability. He's not human. He's definitely autistic. He's a creature. He's a built. He's like a Frankenstein's monster kind of. Yeah, okay, Aaron, but he has autism. Well, I don't know. That he was built with autism. Okay. It seems kind of hateful to say he's not human. Yeah. Well, he's literally not human. Aaron. He has scissors for hands. People with autism. <laughs> Dude, that's what a lot of people who like amputees, they have scissors for hands. That's yeah. Those, sometimes they, they get a little, sometimes they, they get a little one of these. To run on. That's why they call them <laughs> blades, right? Sometimes they get a little one of these. It's like a hook that can open and close. Yeah. <laughs> like Captain Hook. For the viewers. He was, his, he was using his hook to open the microwave and it ran out of batteries. So it was just stuck there hanging from the microwave. Oh, no. That's great. That's pretty oh, good. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. No, no. <laughs> oh. You guys see that uh, Chase Bliss is putting out more Bliss factories? No. Nope. That looks pretty cool. Chase Bliss is... They're gray. Like, their entire company is crazy to me. <laughs> That's one thing I like about them is they are crazy. They just kind of do whatever they want. I know. It's so cool. Like it's, it's, it's like rushing almost in the same way as like the King of Tone guy. Yeah. Where it's like, you know how much money you could make if you just sold more of these? And he's like, but I'm okay just selling this many. But it's also like, like they, it seems like they don't care like what the market wants, like what people want. Yeah. They're like, no, we're going to make this like $700 preamp pedal. Yeah. And like people fall in love with it because it's freaking cool, but like no one was asking for that. No, there, there's nobody certainly was asking for the blooper. Yeah, and no one wants like a four hundred. No one was asking for a four hundred dollar MIDI controlled 
Buzz Factory either. But it's <laughs> freaking cool. It freaking, they wanted the they wanted the Iridium. That's what people are asking for. Right yeah. Now, which is why Walrus. Yeah. Them, you know, or like yeah. multi effects or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a good example because like Walrus Audio, not they're not exactly like following the trends, but in a way they kind of are like like they're putting things out that are cool, but they're like not surprising really. Yeah. And they're good, but like they've all kind of been done, but like Taste Bliss is just doing wild stuff. And then it's good because they're like creative and intelligent and they put a lot of work and thought into it. But like you could never, I don't think you could ever guess like this is going to be the next Chase Bliss battle. It's kind of like, it's interesting because that's what differentiates them from Strymon because both of those, like anything that Strymon comes out with, you know it's mm. really good. And Chase yeah. Bliss is the same way. But Strymon, like, nobody was surprised when they announced like even the volante wasn't yeah like i don't know that they've had a very surprising release in a long time maybe like the night sky was kind of surprising but it was is just the feature set was surprising but the fact that they put out a reverb wasn't surprising yeah it was kind of crazy that strymon did when they did a drive pedal a bunch of guys were like i knew it i knew it and then it was like, okay, Excuse me. now that we're doing another, we're doing another pedal release, and everybody's like, oh, it's this, it's this, it's this, and it was another drive pedal, and that mm. was kind of weird. Yeah, because they did honestly, two drive pedals in a row. The difference between them is kind of subtle too. I mean, they're both very versatile, but also, is it is it more is it almost like how the Brigadier and the El Cap were kind of just like very similar but kind of the same it's got to be i mean very similar but kind of different it's got to be the same idea like they were working on a technology that that there are some like there are a couple main chips that are doing like heavy lifting that once you change those that then it kind of it's got to be something like that right because i don't know why else they would do that and do you know anybody that has both of those on their board i you do actually see it clint has both doesn't he but it's pretty rare. It, it is like a you choose one or the other. That Honestly, is that is very crazy. upsetting to hear. Like, the one Chase Bliss pedal, like, do you see the brothers a lot on boards? Well, no. It is discontinued, mm-hmm. but I don't see it all that often either. It didn't really take off because the Strymon drives are actually really popular and they sound pretty amazing. Mm. Um, the Chase Bliss brothers was cool, though. Totally, and and it seemed like a lot of people that had. I remember Leon had one, and he loved it. Yeah, it Leon. I had borrowed one for a while, and I liked it a lot. I know Mark Johnston really likes his too. I think maybe not. I don't know. Shout out to Leon. I know Mark has all the Chase Bliss stuff. Yeah, yeah. Leon, are you listening? I could see. I could. Leon drives honestly though. What is it? The sunset and the what was the other Riverside. one? Riverside. Ugh, which Riverside? Kind of sucks, city wise. City, yeah, absolutely. Actually, it's, it's a, not. It's gotten better. It's not that I would live in Riverside, but it's not amazing. It's a weird name for a pedal. If you're naming it after a city in Southern California, oh, is it named after the city of Riverside though? No, I think it's. I think it's named. It's after like Riverside city. Parkway or something. Yeah, uh, because it's because it's the same with the sunset. Like they're yeah. after streets, I think. Sunset Boulevard and Riverside Parkway Drive. Where that band Parkway Drive? (laughs) 
Um, do you remember that band Parkway Drive? There was a band called Parkway Drive. They were like Screamo or something. Um, the Riverside was the red one, right? That was the second one? No, the Riverside's the yellow one. Okay. And are they both like, because I remember, I think the Riverside had like analog bits in it too. Yeah. They're it both was kind of like, like a analog. hybrid. They're both an analog signal chain with like digital. They're kind of like Chase Bliss stuff. Hmm. But I thought they did like some digital drive too. Yeah, I think I thought it was like a mix. It's on. It's probably closer to like the Iridium, where it's like a mm-hmm. input stage is analog, and then there is some. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is. There's. It, it goes through an analog and then a digital stage. Okay. I'm trying to remember what the names are based on because they did have like, they were, they were. They specifically said what the names are based on. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're kind pretty of, sure it is like Riverside. It's like a place called Riverside Drive. Yeah, it's like the name of the thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we googled this on the podcast before. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Riverside Drive-in movie theater. Hmm. Riverside Drive. Oh, oh. Riverside Drive is in Fullerton. Also in Los Angeles. Uh, it goes from the valley to the to downtown. Is it like a reference to a company, an amp company or something that it's or a pedal company that they're basing it off of? I don't know, because I mean I don't know of any in LA. I think they just thought it was funny because it's like Riverside Drive. And it's oh, okay. a drive the pedal. Riverside. The Riverside That is neat. Is a hybrid JFET and DSP drive pedal, but the yeah, yeah, is all analog. Okay. I didn't realize they were that different. I kind of thought okay, flavors of the same thing. Yeah, I thought they were both hybrid. So yeah, the sunset is DSP driven, dual overdrive pedal with all okay JFET boost stages. Okay. I've heard that people seem to like them. The people that have them. Yeah. And I've seen it's one of those things where like people just have a irrational aversion to digital drive pedals, but there's no real reason to in, especially since the sunsets are, is not even digital. <laughs> okay. But yeah. didn't we, and I think we talked about this the last time we talked about it, but isn't it the case that like it does like there's, there's something, whatever you can do with the brothers is more versatile than what you can do with either of those. And it's smaller. Yeah, right. so the brothers has has a boost drive and fuzz on either side. So there's two of them, and you can either cascade them or run them in parallel. Yeah, see that's rad. Which, but I bet I like drive pedals of any pedal. It's the type of thing where you want to be able to tweak it on the fly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the brothers would be like as good at that. Yeah, I can't remember. I I remember it being like, because the thing with Chase Bliss is like they're relatively straightforward on the surface, and then you can like kind of go crazy with them too. But because I don't remember it being that wild. Like I'm pretty sure each one still has like a level and a gain control on it. Yeah, or at least a gain control on it and a tone or something. Yeah. 
know. It's interesting that it didn't. But it's cool because you could do like a fuzz and a boost like in parallel and then blend them together. Yeah, the the idea of running them in parallel is actually a really cool. It's very cool. That like you can do in theory if you have a, uh, if you run something stereo or or you have like a Mm -hmm. break-in, break-out box, but it's a huge pain in the butt to do it in general. Yeah, just to be able to do it in one pedal is cool. That was that was one thing that like led me to want an ES to like get an ES five and an ES eight was so I could run pedals in parallel and I basically never did it. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? Those are cool things. They're just so big. One thing I did do though is finish my slum sting. Oh, that's right. Did you? How is it? I have not because I have not yet received my wares from uh still waiting waiting on you yep now well now i'm waiting on everything i the only things i have in my possession are the body an empty hull uh and i have the uh the the what are we calling the fake bigsby the figsby Bigsby, yeah. So I've got the fake Bigsby. And you I've should. Got... Oh, never mind. Were you about to say something racist? The small. Yeah, I was gonna say you should call it. I was gonna say you should call it the Clayton Bigsby because he was like a fake KKK member. But then I was like, well, then it's gonna sound like I'm saying that just because it, it's black and he's black. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's funny though. Clayton Bigsby is a great sketch from Dave Chappelle. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the last the last line. Um <laughs> so brilliant. So uh oh, yeah, no, because thought, I mailed I you posted a picture of your complete pit guard. I no, did Ed, that he well, said, said to me too. because uh, I mailed everything to Ed so he would get the measurements correct. Yeah, yeah. The bridge too? Yeah, the bridge because it was a okay. slightly different. I bought the new bridge. The cutout is close to the bridge. Mm. Yes, and it's a slightly different. The, mm-hmm. the oh yeah, the new bridge has like a different profile too. It was like an overlap. Yes. It would have overlapped. Different curve or whatever. Yes. Nice. So I sent almost all the parts to him, and and Ed shipped me a couple knobs. At the same time that he shipped your stuff back, and I got the knobs like three days ago or four days ago. Mine is basically done. I just have to go in and figure out why it's making so much noise. And I have to lower the pickup so the strings don't buzz against the pickup screws. But to do that, I have to clean out the cavity a little bit too. Yeah, that's like. Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't it's think like I have done. to like dig it out i just have to like move wires around yeah so they're not like pushing on it where this guitar oh. like until you start digging around in it you don't realize this the body is actually it's really tight shallower. yeah it is it's really thin the actual body wood itself is shallower than most fender guitars mm-hmm. which is I, the main reason i didn't do this side jack on it cool mm. how how amazing would it be if all three of us poked <laughs> holes through <laughs> i'm not going anywhere near i'm not routing anything or drilling anything. And That's what we said. But you did it, though. Uh huh. Yeah. 
I never That's said I she was said. routing anything. I was always routing something. That was always the plan. Yeah. It was never not the plan. It was never not the plan. It was always, yes, the plan. Um, yeah, mine, I don't know what else great. is new. I actually need to raise, I actually need to raise my pickups a little bit. Mm. Either, if you, if you raise your pickups, <laughs> just... you, you'll be able to, you'll spoil your grand pickups, but if you spoil your pickups, you'll have to raise your grand pickups. No, I, that's not what I was going to say. Raise oh. your pickups in the way of the. Oh crap! What's the verse? Cole, raise them in the way they should go. Yes, raise your pickups. And when in the they way. are grown, they will not depart from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, something like that. Yes, yeah. and also uh, <laughs> spare the rod, spoil the pickups. Bear the truss rod. Ooh. Blessed is he whose quiver is full of pickups. <laughs> These are all good. These are all good jokes. You, I think I made that one let up. Let me know what you think about the guitar itself. Because I, as I was putting it together, I was also, I got those new saddles for my Eclipse guitar. Mm-hmm. And so... I like redid the setup and everything and put new strings on it and it plays amazing and feels amazing and everything. And then you go over to the Squire and it just kind of plays like crap. The frets are rough. So like when you do bends on them, uh, mm. they kind of grind and maybe it's cause like my finger is pressing against the actual fretboard and it's grinding against that. But it's, I would say that for a $120 guitar, it's really good. Oh yeah, totally. If I had paid like four hundred dollars for it, I'd be probably disappointed. It's kind of crazy that it was as cheap as it was, honestly. And I don't know how. I don't. But know I think even like two fifty, three hundred, like it, it's worth more than that we paid for it. But it's not like an amazing guitar. Okay, and the one design element I added at the last second, I was thinking about. Because I decided to just stick with the original pit guard for now because I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to lay things out. And I also wasn't sure things would actually fit. Here's another. Did Have you actually – do you have a kill switch on yours, Phil? A button? Yes. yes. That button is very deep. Have you, like, routed out your body deep enough that it will actually fit? That's why I almost <laughs> drilled a hole through – Almost drilled a hole. Oh well. <laughs> okay, because yeah, it is. So I still wasn't sure exactly. So I ended up just using the original pit guard, which is super ugly because it's a one ply uh-huh. guard on a white body, but they're not the exact same color of white, obviously. <laughs> so I took a red sharpie just on the edge that was like chamfered, that that's like cut in an angle, you know. Mm-hmm. Normally, Eveled. the three ply, you know. It's chamfered. What's the difference between chamfered and beveled? I don't know. There's probably no difference. I don't know. And I'm, I'm not even confident that it is one versus the other. For the Only one. Of. Sounds pretentious. Um, so I just took a red Sharpie that I had laying around and colored that edge red with a Sharpie. And it, <laughs> it looks freaking amazing. 
it looks so surprisingly good. I assumed it would kind of look crappy, especially close up, but it actually turned out really good. And even though there's like many different colors of red, because the pickups are also the pickups red, the knobs are red, the kill switch is red, and then it has this yeah. red trim around the pit guard, and none of them are all are the same red. You know, <laughs> um, it looks it looks surprisingly good. So I'll have to do another video of it at some point, but it's been it's been fun. And then now you guys have to finish yours. My, I mean, I'm not doing anything else in mine other than like getting it to work. <laughs> yeah, and I have to find a knob for that um, the selector switch. That's a big deal, dude. It's impossible to move without a knob. Dude, it is. So yeah, it's so really stiff. really hard. I was using which is good when I was like testing it out. Yeah, like once you get a knob on, it'll be nice because it'll have like a nice firm click to it, but. Like trying to do it with just grabbing the shaft is like possible. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> it's very hard. So just um, by the shaft. Do you have a game for us? I do. You have a game for? <laughs> a game for? What's a game for? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This game is called. Guess that pedal. five-star review titled awesome pedal if you are looking for lo-fi psych experimental sounds reviewed in the united states on february 23rd if you're looking for lo-fi psych (laughs) (laughs) dude this was from today oh three years ago oh oh three years ago oh that is weird though it makes you think. What is today? The 23rd? Yes. It kind of makes okay. you think. It makes you think that, like, you know. Things, things that make happen. you go, hmm. Yeah, it is. It's the things that make you go, hmm. I just got this today, and I love it. I will say that if you want a, quote, normal, end quote, uh, effect <laughs> pedal, this is probably not for you you are probably better off getting a more traditional pedal if that is what you are looking for. While you can get some pretty standard effect, effect, effect sounds out of it, this pedal gets a lot more interesting at the more extreme settings. It will self-oscillate if you get the verb i'm not gonna say past about three o'clock where i think it is most fun to play is right on the cusp of where it will self-oscillate if you get it up past that the verb i don't want to say 
will sort of get away from you. And the only sound you will get is the oscillation, depending on how high the mix is. One interesting feature is that the oscillation will continue even if you have it switched off. You could theoretically prime the oscillation, turn the pedal off, then in the middle of whatever you are playing, use the switch to toggle the crazy feedback on and off. Okay, what is it? Is it uh, JHS Pentacub V2? No. no. Is it is an odd delay? I <laughs> am unaware if it is an analog. But it's a delay? It is. It's got to be analog if it runs into self-oscillation, I would think. Um, yeah, probably. But not necessarily, but probably. Um, is it from Mr. Black? No. Is it Boutique? Yes. Uh, I was going to say it's an MXR, but it's not. Is it, a is it Keely? No. It, it, oh, is it a Brigadier? It's not Strymon? No. Hmm. Is it a Walrus Audio Pedal? Did you say no? Yes, I said no. Okay. Is it like a, a big name boutique brand? Like well known? Yes. Is it JHS? No. Okay. It's not Keeley. It's not Walrus. It's not JHS. It's not Mr. Black. It's not Strymon. Is it the Bell Epic? Oh. No. Is it a cattle and bread pedal? No. It's not Mr. Black. How big mm. is it? Standard, relatively standard enclosure size. Like one one foot switch or two? One. One foot switch. It's, and it's boutique? It's not like a carbon copy or something? It isn't. It is not. So it doesn't have tap tempo? Good question. It does not. Okay. Four knobs? No. How many knobs? Three knobs in the truth? <laughs> Six knobs. Six knobs. Ooh. Is it Chase Bliss? No. Hmm. I'm excited for a second there. Is it from a company called called is it from a company called uh, is the one that we talk about a lot very regularly we do yeah. Is, it, is, it is it a Matthews? No. Is it JHS? No. No, I already hear, asked that. Oh. Um, six knobs. What color? Yeah, what color is it? It's a good one. Uh, the majority color is gray or maybe silver. Hmm. Is it? It's not Strymon. 
It's not streaming. Uh, what are the what are the labels on the knobs? I'm not telling you that. Are they like are they like standard or effect kind of it? things or are they like weird? Time, repeats, mix, depth, shape, rate. Dang. You acted as if that was going to give it away, and those are all the most basic delay controls. <laughs> shape is pretty unique. I'm in love with the shape of you. And it's it's a delay pedal. It's not like a chorus or anything. Or is it? Does it have modulation on it? Is that what the shape and rate are for? I'm gonna go ahead and say that yes, that is what is they're it for. Quaker? Is it one of the Dispatch Master pedals? Not the Dispatch Master, but is it an Earthquaker the, pedal? The, it is Earthquaker. The disaster transport. Oh, disaster! Yeah, disaster transport. No. Ooh. It's um, it's not the Avalanche run, is it? No. It's not Disaster Transport Junior. No. What is the, oh the blue one's the Avalanche run? That's the one that I was thinking of. The Avalanche run is delay and reverb. Yeah, it's not the depths. It's silver, you said. Yeah. Oh, it's that gray one. It's it's gray. It's like gray and white, right? Yeah. Oh. I'm never gonna think of it. It's like the transponster. No. Repeat offender. <laughs> it's a good name for a delay pedal. <laughs> it is. Repeat offender. <laughs> it is very good. Um, Crap. I can't think of what it's called, but I, I can picture it in my head. I, I, I could have swear that. Well, I guess the disaster, tra- disaster, disaster, disaster transport is a different silver delay from Earthquaker devices. Oh, the disaster! Yeah, well, it's black. Disaster transporters are black. They're black. Well, they're like silver with black print. Yeah, yeah. This one's like silver with white, right? Hmm. I can picture it in my head. Yeah, I have no idea what the name of it is either. Yeah, I can't think of it either. I get half so credit you, though. So you both, you both give up. Yeah. I yield. You both give up, and that means I win. I yield my. Yeah. Time. No, I reclaim my time. Okay, I yield my time. The space spiral. Space spiral. I would not have gotten that in a million years. No, I would not have either. I'm pretty sure that is actually a digital delay. Yeah, you may be right. Well, it's an analog voice digital delay, so it's is it analog delay? Yeah. Okay. I just looked it up. Whereas the disaster transport is like a classic digital delay. Digital delay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that they. I like that they didn't put tap tempo on it. They don't have tap tap tempo on very many of their. They've got a bunch of delays and just on like their big ones. I think the disaster transport senior might. No, I don't think it does. I think it has like a delay and a reverb and like a on off like choose between two different settings or something the avalanche run might have tap tempo the next review is by d m d m this is a four star review by good dm oh oh sorry titled good 
effect name a bit quirky <laughs> reviewed in the united states on august 16th 2020 smack dab in the pandemic so this is a pandemic review yeah pandemic baby review been a 40 year plus guitarist have had many guitars, amps, pedals. Now play clean, jazz-oriented music as a solo artist or in a duo. I owned, I have owned an MXR effect title. Uh, still have that one. Also a other effect brand title. I like the boss. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Is it a boss? <laughs> it is a boss. Damn it. Ooh. I like the boss. <laughs> I like it. Because unlike other brand pedal, you can adjust the level of the effect. I use it sparingly. Too much effect ruins a good guitar tone. I am H O. I'm still exploring I am the variables. <laughs> but <laughs> but right now, but right now I'm using it at rate equals ten o'clock. Depth equals nine o'clock. Rest equals seven o'clock. Stage equals on the ten setting. That's a very nice setting. For clean, fast solo lines, I play over simple looping rhythm tracks. I'm creating new lines I can think. I'm creating new lines, I think, because of the effect. <laughs> Quirky thing is the pedal's power light comes on when I power up my pedal board. No other pedal brand name or otherwise has done that i use it in my chain right after a dd3 <laughs> looking forward to exploring it further it's a keeper is it a looper no he uses it with loops though yes is man is it like some time-based effect though he uses it after his dd3 is it a reason? yeah Holy crap! You're right. That's weird. Okay, so it is unusual. It's is it a phaser? It is. What? Why does he have a phaser after his delay? That should be before his drives, even. It's it's what's the is it the PH three? PH two, PH three. Nice. And the only reason I guess it is because you said stage. I recognized that when you're talking about the knobs stage. Oh really? That's, yeah. Cause like you could probably choose like two stage, four stage, whatever phase yeah. stage phaser. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah after what? delay would be wild. Why would you do after delay? Uh, actually, it kind of makes more sense after delay. No, because your repeats are running into the phaser. Yeah. Yeah, but if you put the phaser before, then you're repeating phased signal oh, and then yeah, it's gonna yeah, like yeah, clash yeah. with itself that does make sense so 
So the repeats are coming in and out, and and the phase is like happening. It's phasing the entire signal over them. That is, yeah, that could be very cool. Yeah, unless you're saying like because if if the timing was off, if they weren't in sync time wise. Yeah, if you had like a yeah. slow, like if it's, it would be like the repeats would be at a different point of the phase than. He's probably just what's coming out size, next. Honestly. It'd be weird. He gave us the settings. <laughs> I think we should try it out for that battle. Yeah. Use them ourselves. Yeah, I think we should get this pedal and try it out. It's one of those that, like, it genuinely sounds pretty bad if you put it after drive. It's like one of the few modulation pedals that I always put before drive pedals. It's definitely different, yeah. But it's true though, because it has. I mean, it's like a tremolo. Mm. Uh, like a phaser has a tremolo aspect to it, and I guess yeah. wanting the tremolo to be uh, that makes me wonder: Do a lot of people, people? I mean, the general like consensus on pedal boards is that you put you put a delay basically after everything but reverb. Mm-hmm. But it seems like tremolo would work better, depending on how like how long your repeats are and everything. I think tremolo. It's just a different. Yeah, because. Because if you're like doing like, if you're plugging into like a Fender amp, like amp tremolo is a thing too, and that's definitely at the end of your oh, chain. That would be after, yeah. And I guess it just sounds different. It's either the the tremolo is happening on the guitar versus on the output, you know? Yeah, yeah. right. Huh. Yeah, the like the technique that guys will do like with the volume knob, where they're like strum and they'll like nya 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 nya. Uh-huh. like a tremolo effect but they're shaking their hand doing that on the guitar or turning on amp tremolo yeah it's like yeah are very are going to do very different things even though you could like emulate the same sound but depending yeah. on what what's happening in between there's like a lot it would be very different it could be very different yeah interesting that's a mess of that. like, i don't know if i have a phaser i can't imagine Caring enough about a boss phaser to go on Amazon and write a review about it. <laughs> like 40 years boring, of playing. What a boring pedal. Okay, but also Cole. Like maybe it's a good phaser. I actually really people like that pedal though, I think. Okay, but also Cole, this was August in the middle of a pandemic. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is the greatest pedal ever. It's true. I haven't had human contact in three months. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. Okay. <laughs> Um, last review du jour by John M. John Mayer? By John M. Five stars. Possibly the best effect pedal ever. Reviewed in the United Kingdom. He's saying the best of a specific type of effect? Yes. Right? He's not saying it's the best effect pedal ever, right? No, he's saying... Oh, yeah, that was an edit. Okay. That was an edit. Reviewed I heard in the United the Kingdom. Reviewed in the United Kingdom on mm-hmm. January sixteenth, twenty twenty one. You guys, this was mm. last month. Yeah. It is very unlikely that I've read this review before. <laughs> that is highly true. Considering you haven't played the game in a month. <laughs> oh wow! Yes. <clears throat> yes, it is expensive. But if you mm. like effect, like it a lot, I mean, 
then you'll find it difficult to come across a better pedal. There are tons of reviews, but having tried it out for the first time, I can't believe how great it sounds. It does have lots of features, but it basically, but the basic operation is pretty intuitive. Used with a good quality analog, other pedal takes the listening <laughs> experience to an entirely different level. But on its own, it's just magical. Expensive, but magical. If you don't know Gun Street Wiring Shop by now, you must be living in the dark ages. They are the premier hand-built wiring solution for all of your guitars. I have one in my Telecaster. I have a setup in there, five-way. It's great. Have it in my Jazzmaster. It's amazing. I actually put it in my Epiphone Dot. Brought the thing back to life. It's crazy. If you don't have it, you need it. Every guitar that you own will be better with Gun Street Wiring Shop. I promise. Also, if you join the street crew, you get a discount on the product. And I guarantee you'll enjoy it. If you get it and you don't like it, I will punch coal in the face. That's my guarantee. Check it out right now at GunStreetWiringShop.com. How big is this pedal? Expensive but magical. Is it Chase Expensive Bliss? but magical. But magical. <laughs> is it Chase Bliss? No. Is it Strymon? Yes. Is it the Night Sky? No. Is it uh, Big Sky? Yes. <laughs> is it the Strymon Big Sky? Reverb? Reverberator? <laughs> Reverberator. I forgot. <laughs> Big sky is the big sky the big one? Yes. Duh. Small sky. That's big in the name. I know. You dumb dumb. The blue sky is the single single one. Yes. You need to make one called the nice sky. <laughs> nice guy. There's there's a night sky. It's true. Kind of sounds like night sky. That guy's really nights. Night skies finish last. Is that Man, that guy <laughs> that guy's nights. <laughs> He's the knighted yeah, sky. I know. This guy the knights of sky. Um, I knew this guy who would. Well, I had this manager one time, and whenever he, I would like, he would be off for a couple of days, and I'd be like recapping him on what went on while he was gone. He'd be like, he would just like stand there, and I would tell him like, okay, this happened, and he would say, he'd go, okay, what else? And then I would I would say something else, and he would say, "Okay, what else?" <laughs> this just like went on. You know that the word "else" doesn't have a T in it, right, sir? Yeah, but the first time he did it, I remember this pretty clearly. The first time he did it, I thought he was like doing a bit, and I like I like kind of chuckled. <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait a minute, I think that's just how he says it." Good thing okay, what else? <laughs> Good thing I didn't oversell it there. Yeah. Like hilarious! What else? <laughs> such an idiot. <laughs> you do such a great idiot impression. <laughs> great advice. Hurts my feelings every time. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? I, thought, I always thought that was funny. What else? We agree. That was a pretty good game. Thank you. Pretty pretty good.
You guys have any uh, film watching plans? Oh yeah, one to one to one. Yeah. So I heard. I I heard a another rumor about karate about the next Karate Kid, and Cobra Kai. About the next Karate Kid. Yes, there's a movie like, called. Is Hilary Swank gonna be in? So, we all need to watch the next. Cole, is that on Amazon too? There's an Amazon too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the commercials were freaking loud. Right. I watched it so loud. Or I watched the whole like, thing. The movie is quiet, so you have to like turn it up. But then <laughs> yeah. your TV yeah. is like way That's loud. It so it's because the movie is unusually. Crazy. Yeah. Well, jokes on you guys. <laughs> if you watch it on your phone with headphones. The volume was the same. It's all compressed, yeah. You watch ja- all the on the volume of all of it was just slightly too low. <laughs> With no, my phone turned all crazy. the way up, it was like, ah, I wish was, this was a little bit louder. It was significantly louder, but it is more noticeable through speakers. Because I watched Karate Kid 2 on speakers and Karate Kid 3 on my headphones. You didn't watch it with your kids? No, I watched it today during lunch. So, it has some, like, some swearing in it. Like, it's... A yeah, more also, adult movie, but a it's a group of men threatens to gang rape. It's that's that's true. Okay, the next Karate Kid. Oh, you have to rent or buy it. The next Karate Kid. I just remember her like having pigeons on a roof. That's the part I remember. No, wait, is Mr. Miyagi in that movie? Yes. Like oh. They got a look alike. Next karate, let's see where to watch. Oh, the next Amazon, Amazon. I mean, sorry, Netflix, Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, is it on Netflix? Sick, dude. 1994. Okay, we just canceled I'm... our Netflix oh. for the first time since like 2008. You canceled it, yeah, because we never you gotta bring it back, Netflix. dude. You canceled, and we realized <laughs> we realized we're paying like way more than we ever paid for cable for all the streaming crap we do. Oh, I know. Once you start adding them up, it's crazy. Are you saying we have to watch that movie? I'll just like yes, yes, we have to watch it. Okay, I don't. Isn't that on YouTube Red? Can we wait? What? Why is he? This makes no sense. In Boston, Karate Master Mr. Miyagi finds a new pupil in troubled teen Julie Pierce when she gets bullied by a group of relentless classmates. Why is he in Boston? I don't know, but. That if if Mr. Miyagi, we don't know anything about Mr. Miyagi between his wife dying in mm. World War II and him training Daniel. So I think you could probably do a whole series of prequels where he just is running into bullied teens and going, <laughs> okay, I will reluctantly train you. And then in that the pre- team grows in up. The <laughs> and then that in team the grows up. He calls her Julie San. <laughs> Ju- Julie San? Yes. Julie San. Oh, that movie had a, had a budget of 12 million. But you're right. And it made 15 million at the box office. Oof. Not great. It's a great ass. not what they want. Wow. They more than broke even, though, I guess. You're right, Phil, though. That would be a great series. 
Like that should just, be the Netflix series. Yeah, all the different. It's just called Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, and each episode is a different troubled teen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 the the TV show Kung Fu, except yeah. it's it's a young Mr. Miyagi, and it's instead of him like helping people, the help that he gives is training. It's like yeah, he's like touched by an angel of yeah. karate training. Absurd <laughs> training. You've said yeah. troubled teen so many times. It started to sound like a different, another like version of oval teen. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like, like how old are you? I'm troubled teen. Troubled teen. <laughs> the yeah, oval teen. Drink your drink your trouble. Drink your troubled teen. That sounds like an SNL. A crummy commercial. Crummy commercial. Did you have you guys seen the TikTok where the the teacher the the joke about the the kid who's doing math, the young child who's doing math over Zoom. Uh-uh. And the, uh, the kid keeps saying, uh, yes, uh, teacher, the answer is uh, the sum of bitch of 83. And then she does this a couple times. And then the, the parent calls the teacher is like, what are you teaching my kid? And the teacher's like, what? Oh, no, the sum of which is 83. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That is good. I haven't seen that. Sum of bitch. I like it. I gotta be honest. Uh, I'd rather watch like Rocky or some other movie I haven't seen yet than. Dude, have you seen Rocky 4? I haven't seen Rocky 1. I haven't seen any of them. There's a robot. In Rocky, I grew three up or four. in Rockies, and I haven't seen any Rockies. How does that make you feel? I really okay. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna watch Karate Kid. I'm gonna watch the next Karate Kid without you guys. I'm gonna watch it just for fun. Okay, I'll watch but... it. It's gonna be terrible. Wait, is it? When is it actually set though? Is it set before the events of Karate Kid? No, it's in real time. It's in real it's 1994. Like real it's it's technically set like. 10 years after the original one. The movie takes place over an hour and a half and there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like the show 24. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this set, so he he did all this. Okay, so maybe he had to move to Boston cuz like he he was unemployed at the end of Karate Kid 3. Yeah. yeah his, Mr. Miyagi's little trees did not last. Yeah, no s. Oh, wait, but they do they do allude allude to the fact that the business is doing well by the end of the movie, right? Do they? Uh, I don't know. Like he went and planted his only tree back in the the whole the idea of like basing a business around these little miniature trees. It's it's flawed from the start. Yes. Like that's why you don't let an eighteen year old child make <laughs> business decisions for you. I know he's an adult legally, but he looks like a little cherubic. Child. <laughs> Rick Cherubin. Rick Cherubin. I when when that young man with the very strange flat top haircut was screaming profanities in Daniel's face on the mat. Right in his face. You're nothing. You suck. You're Get up. And you're Mr. Miyagi. Get up. You suck. 